Let's 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 start, man. Whenever you're ready. All right. In three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> I'm playing, man. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night to Hello. everybody listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. It's somewhere in the sixty five. Yeah. Episode Yeah. Episode sixty five. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Of course, my name is Vusani. I'm not here alone. I'm with my co-host, my partner in crime, Cizwe. And shout out to our missing co-host, Allison. Please, guys, uh, help us find Allison. She's been <laughs> missing since about two weeks ago. <laughs> You guys, any help is needed. She was found wearing a very colorful yellow top. I don't even remember. And jeans, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, how's your week been, man? How, how are things going in the life of Vasani Matiba these days? You know, it's all right. It's all right. It's just all right? Yeah, it's just all right. I'll give it like a solid 6 or 7 out of 10 this past week. Okay. okay. Just a good average score. What about your side? Yeah, I would say the same. Like like I was telling you before we started, it's just been a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of school stuff that's come to the fore. And uh, it's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. It's just like, I found myself dejected, thinking school isn't even that necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you do when you've got an assignment due in a couple of hours. <laughs> like, I don't really need this shit in yeah. my life. Um, so like, I just wanted to, obviously I snapped out of that, you know, I was like, yeah, let me just get this work done and stop being a pussy kind of thing. We actually need to stop saying that because apparently chicks are not, you know, the new age chicks aren't too happy about that saying, stop being a pussy. I don't know. I haven't heard that saying in a while, actually. It's been a long time since we left high school, right? Yeah. (laughs) That high school, that used to be the thing. Yeah, actually. Stop being a bitch, stop being a pussy. Anyways, um... It's one of the things that I want to ask. Like, what do you think about the people that feel like school and university specifically are a waste of time? Like, I think they have a valid argument. In that? In that we've been kind of sold a lie mm-hmm. or a half truth, let me say. Mm-hmm. We were sold a half truth in that if you go the straight, you follow the straight line, mm-hmm. you go to school get good marks, you go to varsity, get yourself a degree, you're going to get a job and life will be fine. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. Mm. Or you're told that you go to varsity, you're going to be successful, at least financially speaking. And it's also not true. It's not necessarily true. Yeah, that's true. Like, so I do think that university is not necessary, but... It is needed at times. It provides us with good professions. Yeah, much really needed professions in society. Exactly. Like I'm not gonna let some guy that decided he's not gonna be uh, finishing his, you know, doctorate and want to perform surgery on a nigga. You know, he yeah. finish his PhD, but he wants to be a surgeon. I'm not gonna let that type of person into my hospital if I want. But like, when is it a waste of time and when is it not a waste of time? Like, I'm studying creative writing, bro. I think it's a waste of time if it doesn't... Okay, you're always going to get knowledge out of university. That's fact. But I think it's a waste of time if you cannot use that knowledge in your context. But do you think the importance of university just goes as far as the knowledge aspect? What about social aspect? Because I feel like, for, from my point of view anyways, I came from a really small school. 80, 100 people max when I'm... 
all right? And then I go to university, there's 100 people in my class, let alone, like, in my lecture room, let alone yeah. in the entire university. There's, like, a couple, couple thousand. So, from the social aspect, it definitely brought me out of my shell. It definitely exposed me to people who are more diverse in their way of thinking, coming from different backgrounds. I mean, we come from Alberton. It's like most people are the same when they think about things. So, yeah. So I think university is still important, even if you're not, if even if you're not the <clears throat> academically inclined type. Yeah, you still I come c- out of it with something greater. I'll say this. I don't know what show I was watching, right? Yeah. And the guy was like. It was like just a series of sorts. Mm-hmm. And in the show, maybe people will know what show this comes from, this scene. Mm-hmm. But the guy's like talking to his kids or whatever, or his grandkids or yeah. someone. Yeah. And he's like, the world needs a lot more electricians and plumbers and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. than yeah. we do actually need new people going to go get degrees mm-hmm. and all that. And he was like, you'll be much more happier doing all of that because at least you'll know you'll have work to do and all of that and i was like i once got told this actually i think in high school there was one of our teachers who actually said to us all of you guys want to go to university and get degrees and all this Mm. but he's like i bet a lot of you guys don't know that you'd probably be better off in life going to study a trade instead of going to universities like go do some courses, go learn a trade skill. Absolutely. And your life will probably be better off than going for a degree. And at the time, we all thought, man, nonsense. Who wants mm. to be a fucking plumber? Fact, yeah, but yeah. then now you look and you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we had it all mixed up. Like, learning oh. a trade would have been beneficial to a lot more people than going for the degrees people did go for. Mm. I think a lot of people didn't know what their lane was because school does that to you it, it, yeah. it, it gets you caught up in thinking that you are able to pursue certain things that you're maybe you, you know your skills are limited to i don't want to say you're fucking dumb you know <laughs> you're not dumb it's just that you're you need to work to your strengths bro i remember in grade 10 it must have been <clears throat> grade yeah grade 10 uh, fucking aced this economics paper bro aced the next paper aced the term aced the following term and i was like i love this subject as much as I enjoy it, I'm actually getting good marks in the subject. Yeah. Economics is what I'm going to pursue. And I had that thought until about like late grade 11. Until I was like, shit, they want what in my final mark? <laughs> How many credits do they want? Like, what am I on now? And I was like, ah! <laughs> and I was like no, no, I, I, I'm I, not going to be able to manage that. So it's not a matter of just, you yeah. know, think thinking, okay, you're good at one subject. What are you actually capable of in the broader scheme of things? Because I didn't even qualify for economics at the end of grade 12. Mm. I didn't even qualify. So it's like, uh, yeah, and then I ended up wanting to study journalism, which was like, yeah, I'm much better at this. I'm better suited at this. The, the bar is much lower. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely manage this. So people that, you know, had maybe a bad attitude towards the, the, the trade thing, as you say, <clears throat> They're looking at it now like, yeah, I'm actually good with my hands. Why didn't I pursue, you know, being a mechanic or an electrician or some sort of trade like that? Because definitely an accountant is not (laughs) where you're, you know, what you're destined for. Yeah, definitely. I think that's another thing uh, I learned during my honors year, actually, Mm. was that, I forgot the direct numbers, right? But a lot of people, majority of 
people that go to university yeah. will end up in other professions late in their life mm. where the degree they studied, that first degree, mm. it, they don't make use of it. Facts. So, Facts. <clears throat> so people actually realize that later in life that what I thought I wanted at the age of 18, mm. going applying for university, they go study that undergrad degree, and fast forward to when they're like 38 and they're doing something completely different. Mm, mm. And that's just how it goes. That's how it goes. And man. I think this also like kind of leads into another like discussion, right? Of yeah. there's so much pressure to, when I think about the school system, mm. we get to the 10th grade. We are how old? 15. 16, 15 yeah, we're like 16, 15 years old. Yeah. And we are told, right here, right now, you got to choose subjects that are going to determine what you can go and study to pursue a career. It's ridiculous, bro. And I'm like, up until this point, I've been learning how to wash my hands in life orientation, what <laughs> a square root is of fucking 84. And now you just told me I got to choose three subjects that are going to ultimately determine my life's career path at the age of 16 when I'm fucking jerking off yeah. To X videos and playing Grand Theft Auto on weekends. Exactly, <laughs> bro. I have no, I have no guidance in life for this. That's for that, this decision. That's absolutely true. It's so. It's like, look, bro. It's like your parents telling you you're too young to have a kid. All right. It's yeah. just way too much responsibility for you to handle at that point. Choosing the subjects that'll determine what you're gonna study for the rest of your life is way too much pressure to put on kids. That's why I like. I, I applaud the kids that actually take that extra year in between like uh their matric year and the first year of their actual course when they do those bridging courses oh yeah i really applaud the kids that do that because they're like okay i didn't get it right in high school but i still have another chance to get it right now so it's like yeah i can actually pursue what i want to pursue but i need a lot more time than what they gave me in high school because in high school it's like yeah choose three subjects maybe a fourth and uh, let's see how you do. Exactly. That's basically what they're telling us. Like, yeah, we'll see how you do it's without any, like, guarantee. Like, that's, I think, the most <clears> painful <throat> part about it is that you really don't know what you're getting into when you choose fucking history, accounting, and geography or whatever. Dude, fuck, like, like, that's the thing. Like, that's, And they're all so different. What do you actually... And I think this is where the American school system does so much better. Mm -hmm. Because, also, another fun fact... Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff we do in our undergraduate degrees, like, they actually do that in high school in America. Word. So, like, there's another thing, right, that's messed up about our system, that mm -hmm. we are doing basically what other kids in the Western world are doing as high school subjects. We start doing that when we get to first year. Yeah, that's weak, bro. So that's, yeah, that's wild. And then another thing is that, like, in their system, right, when they're in high school, they treat it like it's university. Like you always see when you watch American TV, like they speak about semesters and mm. I'm like, but mm. you're all in high school. This doesn't make sense. It's preparatory. And then I read up about it and it's like, yeah, they sort of have it the same way we do in varsity where they have like subjects yeah. and semesters and it's all for credits and they change subjects. They get to do different things from different fields. Oh. So like in high school, you'll literally find a kid like basically doing subjects that are for a certain type of degree. Right. Like you'll be doing things that are tailored to like what you've studied, mm -hmm. maybe in the field of PR. 
then the next semester is doing subjects to what I've studied in the field of psychology. And then the next grade, he does subjects that are tailored to studying stuff in physics and all of that. And so they're preparing you basically. So ultimately, you yeah, now. you get to now figure out, instead of saying you must just choose these subjects, mm-hmm. you get to kind of figure out where your strengths lie because mm-hmm. you get more options to choose from. You get to explore more. Mm-hmm. And then you get to ultimately make career choices much better. But with us, it's like you just get to the 10th grade and they're like, now choose subjects for a career path. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I think it's one of the things my mom brought brought it up as well is that, you know how they have woodwork and stuff in American schools? Like, yeah. Like, even in some of our schools. But what they like took away from that generation of apartheid was those trades, you know, learning how to do gardening, learning how to do domestic chores because those things actually do prepare you for real life i'm not saying that we need to like aspire to be maids and garden uh garden folks but i'm not like i'm just saying like those hands-on skills we yeah. didn't have exposure to that dude exactly. i remember they once made us grow a plant in some cotton wool bro when remember when they told us to put a fucking uh, yeah in a, in a cotton thing and watch it grow that's it <laughs> that's it bro like, it's like why aren't you ter- teaching us the real life skills like life orientation i've been learning how to do a condom for like eight, you know, eight <laughs> years now like <laughs> like they don't even teach us how to like do taxes bro bro like we get to the working world and we are like when i started working i was literally asking all these questions to my family like yeah. how am i gonna pay my taxes yeah I, and they were like then educating me on it. But at the time, I was stressed because I was like, I don't want to get caught up with tr- in trouble with SARS. Exactly. I don't know nothing about this. Exactly. At, at that work, time, you're in your 20s already. Yeah. You don't know this shit. At you're work, they don't age. explain this to you. Yeah. They just make you sign the contract. And they're like, cool, you're going to get paid on this date, get to work. And I'm just like, so no one's taught me how to do anything financially, like as far as taxes are concerned. I still don't know how to do taxes dude i and still don't know how to do that like i see all my peers getting their like money back from sars i'm like how the hell do you guys get money back from sars see and it's crazy like these are things that you have to go and now learn once you're like an adult dude a grown ass but man, they bro. could have been teaching this these things to us in high school so i think right now in south africa university is needed mm-hmm. but had our education system been better from a primary and high school point, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be needed. Because then it would kind of be more of a choice than mm-hmm. a necessity. Right now we all see it as a necessity to escape poverty and change your life around. Yeah. But if you look at other countries, going to university is not a need. People do it if they just really want to aspire for a career related to a degree yeah exactly but otherwise they go to like community colleges and or just go straight into the working world in those other like western countries and things like that yeah because they're able to do that there's always job availability yeah that's what i'm saying like we have a whole systematic issue yeah that leads to us all having to flock towards higher learning like you know going to university going to college Mm. going Mm. wherever and but I've come to learn that it's really not necessary. Hmm. I think if you look at it, <laughs> obviously the numbers are very skewed here. I need to go and do my real research. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people, if we're talking finances, 
There's a lot of people that are getting the bag and they've never touched, they've never set foot in a university. Okay, if we're talking finances. Yeah, I'm saying financially. There's a lot of people who've never set foot in a university. Yeah, yeah. And they are getting the bag. They're like making, they're 100,000 heirs, million heirs. Yeah. Like they've got the bag and they've never needed that education. But like I said, the numbers could be very skewed. I need to go look at it properly. Yeah, we need to look at that. But that's also, I, I actually wrote about this in an essay that I was doing yesterday. I've been, like I was telling you, caught up in assignments for the past few days. But one of the things was this uh, equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome debate, right? We we're talking about Marxist literary theory. And Marxism Shout for out those, to Karl Marx Exactly For those of you who don't know He kind of like Fathered communism in a way But without going into too much detail That's plainly what he did um, He basically Well he basically said what, what I basically said in the paper Was that yes Everybody should have Inequality of opportunity And you should You should Everybody should have Those opportunities On the same merit Right However with this outcome thing If your soul thing is to live a life of lavishness and richness yet you don't enjoy what you do then Mm -hmm. that's completely on you bro like if you're only being fulfilled in one way in your life and that's financially that's on you completely so i don't think everybody aspires to be rich i think a lot of people do aspire to want to enjoy their lives and enjoy their careers regardless of what they do because I really <clears throat> wanted to go into PR or journalism. I'm like, they don't really pay much there. But guess what? I know how to do it and I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So so for anybody out there who's struggling <clears throat> to make a decision on what they want to say. <clears throat> sorry. Um, yeah, just give it some thought, guys. Give yourselves time, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Just so Christ. Yeah, man. I agree. Give I agree. Time. Think about it. Uh, for any young people listening to this. Yeah. Or even old. If you are interested in going to university and studying something there, research it like properly. Mm. It's ins and out. Research what it's like to study that thing number one, the course itself, and then research the career itself. Like literally just Google how to become this a day in the life of this mm. career. Mm. Like Google all of those things, get the information. Mm. Like and then know if this is really what you want. Because a lot of people also, like, I saw this a lot with uh, quite a few of my friends as well. Yeah. People are like, yeah, I want to do law, I want to study accounting, all this, right? Yeah. And then they study it, and when now they're approaching the end of the degree or they graduate and they start working, they realize, man, this is not what I thought this would be. Mm. Not that they thought it would be fun, it's just that they didn't do their research. Mm. They didn't know what the actual in like day in day out life of an accountant is. Mm. Because they a, see the paychecks, right? They, yeah. they see these accountants loving. They their just money thought they just been told, especially like our older generation feeds us, go study accounting, go study to be a doctor, mm. lawyer, you'll make mm. lots of money. Mm. So that's what our mindsets are all set on. Yeah. Like if I study this degree, I get lots of money and social capital. I get the respect of everyone. Yeah. And then you actually get that degree and start working. And you're like, but this job is trash. Like, it's Dude, not for me. Yeah. Yes, it pays a lot, but it's just not for it's me. Not for you. And so do your research, guys, on what it's like to actually do that job. Mm. Like, there's plenty of YouTube videos, articles. 
where people will tell you who are doing those careers what it's like yeah the and information is all there guys yeah. yeah the information is all there i think it's very hard to be caught up in a career that you don't like in this age mm. if you have the smarts to maybe uh do really well in school and get a scholarship to study anything you want don't fuck that opportunity up bro do not mess it up because there really is no excuse to be studying something unless there's pressure from your parents also don't listen to your parents but they don't know everything as as they would like you yeah. to believe that they do i think this is another thing i'll say like i understand why the older generation encourages to study certain things right the poverty aspect and also opportunity like like we had this discussion once yeah. careers that exist today did not exist in 2010 exactly. careers that exist today most definitely didn't even exist in 1990 exactly so like the further back in time you go the more careers start to disappear and fade mm-hmm. out cuz careers are appearing every day Absolutely. there was no such podcast, thing bro. yeah there was no such thing as a social media manager exactly like literally yeah. 15 years ago that did not exist 15 years is not a long time exactly any of you have a teenager in the house you probably realize how quick they've grown mm-hmm. now think about when they were born the job you probably have now did not exist absolutely but you're doing it right absolutely. now so i think that's why the older generation encourages those certain degrees and careers cuz they just don't know of the new opportunities available well then they need to get clued up bro <laughs> Because when I told my parents, look, I got a job offered to be a social media manager, they're like, what's that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, fair enough. My parents didn't put any pressure on me particularly to study anything, right? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, this could be good for you. This could be good for you. You know, they actually were counselors in that way. They knew what my strengths were. They knew what my weaknesses were. They're like, okay, I told them. I made it clear, guys, whatever it is that I'm studying, no numbers. And they're like, all right, cool. And then they helped me, you know, we went through some subjects and they're like, oh, there's journalism. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I want to do, bro. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So, guys, yeah, man, just help your parents understand. If you want to be an influencer for the rest of your <laughs> life. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's a real job, Vasani. <laughs> it's a real job, bro. That's wild. Look, man, if that's what you want to do, Cloud is a job. That's crazy, Look, man. Look, man, people are playing Fortnite online and making millions of dollars. So. <laughs> well, I guess that's a gamer, though. Professional gamer. Professional influencer, bro. It's a I'm real job. Buying. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> An influencer is not a career, guys. Fam, what do you know about that, man? I'm going to be an old head here and say that is not a real job. If it makes real money, it's not monopoly not money that they're making. It's not a real job. <laughs> They're making real money. Go get a job, you bums. (laughs) (laughs) Get off off your TikTok and go get a job. (laughs) Maybe TikTok is their job, bro. (laughs) I'm I'm playing, man. Yeah, Yeah. if you want to be an influencer, do that. Do that, for real. Just do what you got to do. Actually, there was a lady, Lerato Khanyaho. I don't know if you know her. She's a social, well, not a social media, but a media personality in South Africa who recently got a deal with levi's oh yeah i saw that for their curvy range yeah i saw that yesterday their curvy range okay so this had a a couple of red flags going up in my mind okay like what do you mean by curvy so i went on their their curvy range yeah (laughs) and i want to know what black women thought about this because (laughs) the only people on their curvy range are black women 
right? Mm-hmm. So with all this inclusion and all this labeling of women based on their physical appearance, are black women not complaining about this because it's, you know, not a negative thing? You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. Black women are stereotypically curvy, stereotypically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and white women are not. <laughs> say that white women are not curvy because curvy doesn't just mean a round ass it means you know hips you know it means large yeah. breasts what do you what implications do you think this this has I don't think it has any implications really am I reading too much into I this I think it's like become I think there are certain stereotypes that are socially acceptable Right. Hmm. Let me repeat that. There are certain stereotypes that are socially acceptable. One such stereotype mm-hmm. is that black women tend to have ass, if we put it out there plainly, like that, right. yeah, plainly. Or if we put it politically correct, black women tend to be more curvy. They have curvy body figures, right? Right. And that's become like a socially acceptable stereotype. Like, whenever someone says, yeah, bro, black girls have more ass than white girls, I never hear anyone go, that's so wrong. No, no. Like, everyone just kind of nods and they like, yeah, true, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's because it's one of those socially accepted stereotypes, people kind of just roll with it. Like, oh, okay, if, this is the cur- if, this, if they're going to represent the curvy range mm. with black women, then go ahead. But large S's, But if they yeah. didn't represent a black woman, it would have been an issue. Why is that? That that I know for facts. If they Why? just put a whole bunch of white curvy women as the face of this range, black women would have been like having an issue with it. Black people in general. But I want to know why. Why is that? Why would they have an issue with that? They're because, like, oh no, curviness is reserved for black women. Is that is that what they'd be abs- like? That's absurd. Bro. <laughs> Not like that, but that's absurd. We just know there would have been an outrage. You, we know this. Yeah, we I, can, I just want to know why. Yeah, I know we that. can make an inference about that that there would have been an outrage, but I don't have the hypothesis for this. You don't got the answers. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, okay? Um, curviness and big asses in particular. Were something that whites used against us, dude. It was animalistic in their eyes. We were akin to baboons, right? And even black men with their big dicks was animalistic, and we were, you know, it was looked down upon historically mm-hmm. speaking. So I, 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 I don't know. Maybe people aren't aware of the history of having a big ass and and what that meant, you know, how that was weaponized against us. But I just looked, maybe I looked into it too much, man. I just, it, it it was bothersome. You know, maybe if they mixed up the batch a little bit. Because on their website, it's full of white women. Mm. And that curvy range looked to me like the urban department. And I don't like, <laughs> I don't like when people, like, if, if your whole website is not mixed and you have one category basically dedicated to black people, that is bothersome to me, dude. Mm, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, it's like the urban department or the black range or the R and B jeans. <laughs> Those are the R and B jeans right now, bro. R and jeans. Exactly, bro. The R and jeans, man. Uh, anyways, uh, it's music time. What I'll say this. Us, 
just before we end off there. Uh, yeah, yeah. They remember we spoke not too many episodes ago about the Savannah ad where yeah. I said influencers were mad because not because they didn't put a black woman in the ad or whatever because they didn't get the tender for the ad right, i did right. see a post yesterday about this levi's curvy range right where someone was saying like this other lady called fifi Mueng. okay yeah, yeah. they were oh, saying she's the one that was at like always posting herself in levi's curvy range jeans mm. and she was like the person that brought everyone's attention to the range mm. but she didn't have like a sponsorship she just wore the jeans and always posted about Free herself promo, and then people were saying the tender should have gone to fifi not lerato <laughs> i'm like you see it's never about who's in that it's never about uh. the ad like an inclusion it's about who gets the tender mm. that people don't mm. care about savannah not putting black women that they just care that their favorite influencer or themselves as an influencer uh. didn't get the tender and in this case clearly people who like this fifi lady mm. feel like fifi should have gotten the tender so they're aggrieved they don't they don't even care that a black lady in lerato got the tender mm. they just aggrieved that their favorite person didn't get it so I knew it. I knew this shit, man. I, I told you, nigga. <laughs> nah, you man. did. You called that for sure. <laughs> and for it's sure. not about this whole social inclusion yeah. shit. It's about who they want to get it. They just want to see themselves or their friends or favorite people get these the bag from these ads. Look, man, Lerato did better business. She's got yeah. 1.2 million followers. I'm not mad at Levi's. Exactly. To be honest. Fifi, you decided upon your own accord to do free promo for Levi's. That's bad business. They knew that you were going to continue to do that and they were just going to reap the rewards of it. It's like, oh, look, our favorite favorite influencer is wearing Levi's. Let's go call Levi's. Levi's is not even giving you a bag for it. Exactly. Ah, I'm sorry, man. I don't know. I'm, like, the business was, was done yeah. badly on that one. Yeah. yeah. Like you're saying, it's music time. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're encroaching on music time now. But, uh... Do you have any picks? Yeah, I've got a pick this week. Hit us. Uh, So for those of you who are first-time listeners to the show, Mm -hmm. please do follow us on our socials. On Twitter, we are called at YGF Podcast. Instagram, your girlfriend's fave pod. Yeah, yeah. So music time explained. Music time is the section of the show where we each play a song that we like or some music, you know, you know the vibes. And I play African music. Caesar plays what's popping. Uh, Allison plays also what she likes. Yeah. And if you're a fan and you want to send us in a request, hit us up on our socials or our private numbers, which I will not put on air. But if you have it, lucky you. <laughs> and send us a message to play a song. So this week, I've got a song from Dali Danger. And the song, it's from his new album, Penny's Rose. And the song is called Took a Hit. Enjoy. Last year I took a hit. Now you can hit me for hits. Get in the mop from a tape. Mopping the floor with a nigga. Niggas be thinking it's easy. That's what you thinking and do it. Do it. Niggas be thinking it's easy. It ain't. That's what you thinking and prove it. Prove it. Last year I took a hit. Now you can hit me for hits. Get in the mop from a tape. Mopping the floor with a nigga. Niggas be thinking it's easy. 
that was Dali Danger with the song called Took a Hit from his new album, Penny's Rose. Shout out to Dali Danger, man. Yeah, dope song, man. Dope song. Um, I still haven't listened to the album yet, but uh, I do plan on listening. Look, uh. I haven't listened to anything new. <laughs> Our Spotify is blocked. Okay? <laughs> um, yeah, so my pick this week is by a lady, South African lady, um, by the name of Naye Ayla. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, it's a song called Mercury. Enjoy, you guys. Eat your heart out, man. Elaine, <laughs> <laughs> eat your heart out. That girl can sing. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Um, so that was Naya Ayla with Mercury off one of her first projects. Um, you should definitely go check her out, guys. Uh, where are we heading now? Part two of the pod, man. Yeah, second half. Let's go. Actually, really, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really wanted to to read this text to you guys, man. It's from somebody who started listening to our show recently. Uh, she says that I actually forgot to mention that I started listening to your podcast some weeks ago, and I didn't actually expect to be into it, but it's actually so good. That was a bit of a backhanded compliment. If they could see my face right now. <laughs> Either way, but it says, but it's actually so good. Like the conversational style is so engaging. 
I was surprised I could listen to the whole episodes in one go. What is up with these backhanded compliments? Look, man, I get it. Look, <laughs> podcasting is still it's still a a small, you know, it's still a small market, dude. Especially yeah. in, in our country. So if people, you know, see okay, an episode is an hour and twenty minutes, they kind of get turned off immediately. Yeah. Or they kind of feel like, damn, that's a whole lot to listen to. But um. Yeah, I I get where she's coming from with that. You know, I I'm surprised I could get through an entire episode. I think maybe that's relating to the time factor. But a review is a review, man, and that was you know strikingly positive to me. Uh, and it's not somebody that I know very well. So yeah, it's not somebody that I. I know mean, very thank well. you. Yeah, thank you. Ultimately, it's a positive message. Yeah, so I'll say thank you. Yes, yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. But. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like the backhandedness of it. <laughs> like that, <laughs> I, I, it's like I don't like the fact that you're like slapping me and saying I love you at the same time. It's a bit strange, <laughs> you know. Like those Look, words, those keywords are su- surprised. Like that kind of makes me feel like, oh, you thought I was gonna be trash. <laughs> like yeah. you're surprised I'm good. Yeah, look, okay, <laughs> I, I get that, but it's like, what is the standard of the content that our people are being fed in the country? Like, if you see an American podcast, most people would jump at the chance to listen to it, mm. like, with some personalities that they like. Yeah. But with me and you, we're unknown. Yeah. We're unknown to most people, and only now starting to grow an audience and a base uh, trust, and that trust, type man. of stuff. The people are watching, man. No, Trust definitely. Me. The the definitely. guys at the top always know the unknowns. That is factual. Jay Z knows that SoundCloud rapper that's getting like two thousand plays on that's a song. Jay Z knows who that guy is. We don't know who that SoundCloud guy exactly is. Exactly what but I'm Jay-Z saying. But Jay Z and his team know who he is. Exactly. So and I believe that too. Yeah, the big guys always know who the small fish are mm-hmm. that are slowly creating good things. But our people, like our, you know, your everyday person, if they're like, yeah, I'm surprised that I was actually into it. It's like, okay, firstly, podcasts are not very popular in the USA. And then secondly, it's an hour and some change that you're spending listening to this. And you say you're listening to them in one go without taking a break. I appreciate that. So I definitely appreciate that. And, you know. Yeah, shout out to this person. Yeah, shout out to you. I I don't want to, you know. Expose her or whatever, but uh, is this person from the mountain of caucusness? No, 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 oh, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. That's just she's as, not from the caucus mountain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she's one of our sisters. Of Caucasia. <laughs> she's one of our African beautiful, beautiful sisters. All right, all right. Yeah. shout out to them. A uh, shout out to the U and I podcast. Yeah, another African podcast yeah. out there. What country is he from? Exactly, like Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the U and I podcast. Mm-hmm. He put us on a list of some of his favorite podcasts. Yeah, only uh, number nineteen though. I was kind yeah, of fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. We cracked the top fifteen. Still touched about that. But yeah, shout out, man. They gave us a good review as well. He was like, Absolutely. "We're some amazing hosts." Yeah, I love. I, yeah. I like receiving those flowers. Absolutely. Yeah, so shout out to the U and I podcast as well. Podcasters yeah. Union, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's the podcast community. It looks like everybody's standing on the same, you know, the same two feet. You know, fighting the same fight, wanting mm. to be heard. I guess is the ultimate goal, wanting to educate. I know uh, another friend of ours, Tabang, reviewed the pod as well. He said he's very happy that we're using our platform to speak about black consciousness and black rights and stuff like that. Yeah. So shout out to him, man. Give him a round of a round of applause, Ooh. man. Shout out to you, Tabang. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Shout out to everyone that listens. Yeah, general. man. But actually, you guys are yeah. phenomenal. We don't say that in vain at the end of every episode. We really mean it. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, shout out to you guys, man. And uh, I think we've accomplished one of our short-term goals for the pod, which was, well, for the year anyways, which was to increase our number of month, well, average listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've definitely accomplished that. I think the next step would be to monetize now. Anchor. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Anchor FM. I am calling you out as one of the podcasters on your platform. <laughs> your monetization is only available in North America. Yeah, that's whack. That is whack. Podcasting is a global phenomenon. Mm. It's not a phenomenon. It's a thing. It's yep. a thing that's going to happen for the rest of time. Absolutely. Anchor FM, I'm calling you out. Monetize the rest of the globe. Let us earn our our keep. Absolutely. For bringing the the traffic to your site mm-hmm. and to your platform. Mm-hmm. Let us earn our keep. Mm. I'm I'm pleading with you. Uh, I agree. I know you hear this. Someone out there has to do quality control <laughs> on everything that goes on anchor. So I'm I know sure, you yeah. hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not just talking to the walls. Yeah. I know you hear this. Yep. So Anchor FM, monetize in Africa, monetize in Asia, monetize in South America. I'm not too sure about Australia. They can see for themselves. But <laughs> yeah, monetize where you can. I think Africa at least that. start by monetizing where the largest markets are. You'd be, su- you'd be surprised by how large the African market is. Dude. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Like, if there's a way for us as creators to earn a bit of money, then yeah, hook niggas up. Like, literally, bro. Yeah. Wherever the market is for podcasting, that's exactly where you guys should open up your monetization. I, I know we didn't speak about cheating and sex today, but Jurex... Oh, we're about to. I know you're listening. <laughs> Love Us Plus, I know you're listening. Right? Remember when Pro Tusi was on the cover of this? <laughs> <laughs> All of you condom brands, Rough Rider, whatever, mm. I know you're listening. Give us the sponsorship, man. Yeah, absolutely. We cannot. We we are not gonna keep on talking about sex without the bag. All right. <laughs> We're not gonna <laughs> keep talking about how we use your products without <laughs> the bag. So give us the sponsorship. Let the people know that sex and relationship chatter is sponsored by you. Exactly. Through your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Absolutely. I know you're listening. Hit me up. Hit Caesar up. Mm-hmm. Hit Allison up. Just come through. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll tell our partners to come through. Yeah. To come through the condom? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> to come through so we could make use of their products. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got you. I got you. This is a Freudian slip understanding there. <laughs> All right, let's get into that second half. Uh, second half. It was like a little intermission of the music, yeah. Yeah, that was that was just us getting our, our shit off. But um, what I really wanted to come in and talk about was something that I just forgot now because it slipped my mind. Hmm, Freudian uh, slips. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, yeah, I, I thought we could shed some light, you know, help the women out there because it's another... Oh, oh, we're not staying in the shadows, nigga. No, we're not, we're not going <laughs> to be in the shadows, nigga. <laughs> we, we're shedding the light. <laughs> we're shedding light on these niggas. Like, hopefully the ladies... Because they've also been, you know, giving us props for shedding light on issues that guys really like talking about and giving some insight into the minds of a man. 
which other guys are saying that we're betraying them. Mm. But the yeah. slippery slope. To each their own, man. Look, you can't please anybody. If we zig, we should have zagged. If we <laughs> zag, we should have zigged. It's just one of those things. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what, man? <laughs> Did you just say if we zig, we should have said? Yeah. What an analogy, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the you're not the only one who got those, nigga. I'm coming. I'm coming for that ass. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, so today are we zigging? Are we zagging? What's going on? Look, it all depends on how you want to put this, man. Look, I I I got asked this week, how do I identify a fuckboy? Mm. There was a lady, a lady that was in distress. Yes, she okay. was in distress. And I helped. Because I'm a helper. Did you throw someone under the bus? That or I throw did you just describe him? Like, did she say, is this person a fuckboy and explained that person to you? Or did she just ask, how would you identify a fuckboy? You just explained in general. The former. Oh, <laughs> uh, you threw someone <laughs> under the bus? That's crazy. And then, <laughs> he's not my friend. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> the streets is cold, man. How do you identify a fuckboy? And, like, we've been through this uh, one time when we were together. We were at that yeah. pool party at Gamu's. That was, oh, damn, almost two years ago now. Yeah, that was a long time ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was dating somebody else then. I'm still in a relationship, by the way. Just an update. I'm still. <laughs> I made it. I made it this far. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I peeped the socials. I saw your partner yeah. had followed our podcast page. Absolutely. So I had a squiz through their profile. Mm. I see they tweet about your time together a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's it's quite heartwarming, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we got told. Well, I got told that I was a fuckboy because I wore rings. You know, some guy, I think it was Jordan, got told he was a fuckboy because of his haircut or the way he dresses. What actually is the criteria for girls to be like, okay, red flag? Is it a personality trait? Is it a conversational style? Is it dialectical? What is it? Um, I don't know. Or is it a mixture of all these things? I think it's a mixture of all these things, man. Yeah. I think the first thing they go off on is physical appearance mm-hmm. women for some reason seem to think that any guy that's attractive is a fuckboy is a fuckboy mm-hmm. like if, you, if you're attractive you automatically assume to be some playboy or you get Wait, lots attractive of women. and pretty boy there are differences if you're a pretty boy okay, yeah. yeah 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 if you're a pretty boy they assume that you get lots of women and you're a player and all of that right and so that's number one mm-hmm that women just go off of your physical and then they be like, nah, this is a fuckboy. Or if you're like too trendy. Like, too much of a hipster? Like you've got the latest fashion. Like you look, if you look like you just stepped off a Pinterest post. Yeah. Like you fashion, look like a mannequin, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> then they're going to assume you're a fuckboy because you're like, nah, this nigga's too hip with the trends, you know? Mm. Like, that's but what if I just shit. like swag? I just like drip. Exactly. Yeah. You know. I'm actually a really nice guy. I've got, <laughs> I've got layers, you know. I'm I'm deep. You see? Yeah. And what else is it? I guess also mannerisms. I know that guys that speak directly, like if you're not afraid to tell women that you think they're beautiful, you'd like to smash, like in a joking manner. Hmm. Like if you're just in a group chilling. 
Yeah. And you just let someone know, like, ah, I could dick you down if I wanted to. <laughs> then women would be like, ah, this guy's a fuckboy. He's too confident. Damn. Like Niggas are giving you up like that? <laughs> they, they think you're too confident because you're, like, yeah. so explicit in the way that you feel you could just achieve what you want. Mm. So it's like a mixture of things, I feel like. Hmm. I don't know. Well, uh, to be honest, I feel like the goalposts always move. The goalposts always yeah. move. And the thing is, women are the sole determinants of it. I feel like with this fuckboy conversation, the ref blows the final whistle and then he comes back to give a penalty after the whistle has been blown. Here we go. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous, That's man. That's how this fuckboy conversation is with women. Like, you know, there's always penalties up to the final whistle. I'm catching yourself, nigga. Okay, relax. <laughs> I'm catching yourself. Okay. It's still within the rules of the game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's still within the rules of the game. All right. But anyways, like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. What about then, like, in relationships? Let's say a girl's not aware that she's dating a fuckboy. Or she's not aware of the past of, mm. of this of this gentleman. What should she be looking for? She should be should she be looking for the nervousness um, that he gets, like the how nervous he gets when she's around and he's on his phone and you know he turns away a little bit. Like what should she be scared of? She should be should she be weary of maybe him only wanting to spend time with her when she's not on her period. Mm. You know, niggas yeah. do dirty shit, man. Look, That's, I'm yeah. just laying it out. Like, and this could I be a person's boyfriend, bro. I think like maybe this. like, I guess with the phone thing, mm. like I guess, yeah, if the guy does feel a bit on edge, mm -hmm. if you like grab his phone or mm -hmm. anything, then maybe that's a sign, or maybe he just wants privacy. I don't know, but or if maybe like. On the socials. Yeah. If you see too many women are a bit too familiar with this guy. Like, they're too yes. friendly. Yes. With this we'll guy see. on Twitter. Yes. You can see too many women suddenly flirt with him on the timeline yeah. and things. You should yeah. That should be a red flag to you. Especially Absolutely. if he entertains it. Like, if he doesn't let them know, hey, you know, cool. Like, cool. chill. Yeah. yeah, chill. Like, I'm, I'm with someone. If he's just entertaining them back and forth on the timeline... Then comes back to you and is like, it's just Twitter, babe. Like, it's just jokes. No, he Red wants flag. those ladies yeah. out there to believe that he still belongs to the streets, yeah. is what you're saying. Red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Any man that kind of like portrays that he's single. Yeah. When you're not there or out there or whatever, mm. it's a red flag. Mm. So on social media or anything like that, I'm not saying you have to post your woman every day. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't even dropped a single hint that you're yeah, taken, yeah, like yeah. it's a red flag. Considering if you interact with the other sex in a flirtatious way. Such manner. a savage thought just crossed my mind. Okay. <laughs> 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 and I know my girl's gonna hate me for this, but what if <laughs> what if I'm out here on my podcast saying I've got a girlfriend, you know, yeah. she's you know, the light of my life. <laughs> and all this type of magical shit. But on Twitter and on WhatsApp and stuff, I'm not showing any signs of her. Should I just blame the women that are not listening to my podcast? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you didn't know, that's your own fault. Like, 
kind of thing. Like, do I, I really need yeah. to advertise it to the streets that I'm out here? Like, even though I am coming on my platform, I'm saying I this is like, where I'm at. Yeah, if you've put it out somewhere, yeah, it's public. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, you've done your due diligence. Okay. Yeah. But then I still shouldn't entertain it, obviously. Yeah. Hypothetically. Like you know, mm-hmm. you just gotta be careful of these women out there. I mean, I remember, I think we discussed this on the show, mm-hmm. where I said, women, like there was an experiment done where like a hundred women, one man, when they said, here's this man in front of you, he's a single guy, mm-hmm. like 40 of the ladies found him attractive. They brought the same man out again, like later to maybe a different set of hundred women. And now they said, this is a man, he's a good partner in a stable, committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And 60, the number jumped up from 40 to it's about 60, Damn. 65 women now found him attractive out of 100 because he's in a relationship. So do be careful about that, that man, that wow. more women are going to be interested in you because you, when you're in a relationship and you're committed, I guess because subconsciously it portrays some sort of Desirability. Desirability, trust, all of these things that women look for in a man. They feel like you now have those qualities. So you'll find more women being interested in you. Why didn't you have those qualities when I was trying to dog you down? Like, <laughs> when I was actually the one pursuing you, you didn't see those qualities. You know, persistence is a really good quality but to it's, have. It's a funny thing. Like, I've noticed if I go to the mall alone, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just, let me drop, so cook up some numbers. I go to the mall alone. Maybe I'll get looked at by like five women mm-hmm. as I walk through the mall. Like mm-hmm. I'll see five women that could give me that look. Like they yeah. properly check me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And then, but if I go with Addie to the mall and I've got Addie holding my hand and mm-hmm. we're walking, that number will shoot up to like probably 12, 13 women Absolutely. throughout the time we've gone through the mall Absolutely. have checked me out now. Yeah. Or because I've just got a beautiful woman by my side. Mm. So they now look at it like he's desirable. Mm. Like clearly another beautiful woman wants him. So there's something about him that now I want to know. And that number can triple when you've got a fresh cut. Yeah, facts. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell my sister because I go everywhere with my sister, right? She's such a cock blocker, bro. Because everywhere we go people think that I'm with her. So I <laughs> yeah. do see girls giving me similar looks like, um, yeah, he's desirable because he's walking with a beautiful lady. Like yeah. my sister is a beautiful girl, but we're not together. She's exactly. just my sister. So I'm just thinking about all the opportunities <laughs> that I squandered. <laughs> but then now when you go alone, it's like the yeah, number decreases. The number does decrease quite dramatically. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I only got like three or four looks today. Like, oh, damn. But I must say the wheels have improved. how much i'm looked at i must say i must say women definitely look at that a lot Mm. when when they see a nigga in a car and he's the one driving the car yeah it's a different ball game i'm sure you know this in your beamer (laughs) (laughs) this is life is Oh, this has got the beamer, man. Yeah, see, you're a solid 10 now, bro. This nigga putting me on blast, man. This is a 10 now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does help, like, definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. When you as a guy are driving or whatever, like, women do tend to look at you a lot more. Where was the whip when I was single, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? kidding, kidding, kidding. 
But I, I feel like we have we we are reasonably okay in that department yeah. when we were still broke broke. Yeah. <laughs> You know. And we're still doing podcasts on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Midweek podcast. Midweek podcast. Wild. Oh, man. All yeah, right. Man. Uh, oh, yeah, there was something I wanted to talk about. All right. I just forgot it. It was in the midst of this conversation. If I can try and remember it, we'll see. Remember. But I think it was... Mm, it's, not, it's similar to this thing of, like, when you're in a relationship and how women perceive you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just can't remember. I forgot it was on the tip of my tongue. Ah, like a clitoris. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you remember, just just let me know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because there is something that I want to speak about, and it is about cheating, right? Mm. So there's somebody. <laughs> I don't want to mention any names. That's what I'm saying. Somebody. There's somebody, right? Niggas in the shadows. It was quite a contentious topic, because this somebody was quite upset about the take that I had on it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a gentleman that was dating a lady. They had been in a relationship for four years, okay? This gentleman starts pursuing this lady who is my friend, okay? While still dating this lady of four years. But sh- she didn't know. She didn't know that he had a he had a girlfriend of four years. So they broke up, my friend and this gentleman. Mm-hmm. When when she found out that he had been, you know, dating a woman for four years, naturally that would come as a shock, and you'd be like, "Fuck this nigga," right? <laughs> yeah. So I told her that she wasn't actually the one that was cheated on. Mm. She was cheating with him mm. on the lady of four years. Mm. Yeah. That's wild. And she insists that she was the one being cheated on. Okay. Trying to save face. And look, I don't know if it's trying to save face. I think it's just the way she perceived it. <laughs> but I perceived it differently. <clears throat> she got a bit riled up by that. Is she from the mountain of caucusness? No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think all these people are from the mountains of caucusness? <laughs> no, no. She's not. So I just want to get your take on this, man. Do you feel like she was cheated on? Or do you think mm. she was... Okay, the thing is no. she wasn't complicit in the cheating with. Yeah, but yeah. she was cheating with. She was. Whether it, she was knowing or not, right? Yeah, it's facts. Because there was someone before you. Thank you. Like, yeah, you. there was someone before. You were not there before. Okay. So, yeah, he didn't... Daydream didn't bring this other girl. No, he had this other girl. He brought you in. Yeah. You were getting sneaked into the house. Mind you, I'm not saying that (laughs) they didn't do you dirty. Because they definitely did did her dirty. He did both of them filthy. But she should understand that he didn't cheat on her. He was cheating with With her. her. You were the replacement. He was trying to move on to his next. He was trying to transition. And you were that next. You were next up. Damn. So, be- so because she found out uh, that this happened, she left him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. She didn't see it as no thing like, damn, he left a four-year relationship for me. That's how much she values me. Like, she was just like... Nigga, he was still dating this chick for four years. Still he was still her. dating her while he was dating my lady friend. And how long did they date for the new one? Shit, I don't know, less than a year. 
Damn, this nigga had like. Yeah. So it was close to a year or less than a year. Close to a year, but less than. That's yeah. crazy. This yeah. man put a fifth year on another team. Oh my yeah, gosh. That's wild. It's <laughs> not funny. <laughs> That's crazy. Four years. Wait, are they our age, oh, though? Oh, shit. I'm going to die. Yeah, sh- the, the lady is a year older than me. You know what I'm saying? The guy. The guy. I'm not sure how old the guy is. I never really asked. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd assume he's within like a three or four year age range of us. Mm, I don't know, crazy. man. It's just, it was a real semantics issue, man. It's like, okay, did you get cheated on or did you cheat with? Mm, Both cheat. of those things could be true. Yeah. Because you feel like I, you were the like, only one and there was somebody yeah, else. That I could understand feel like you're how she on. feels like yeah. she got cheated yeah. on. Yeah. Because obviously she was in this committed relationship exactly. for close to a year. Yeah. And then there's another lady. Exactly. So I understand that she's like, I got cheated on. Mm. But yeah. when we look at it holistically from the top down view, <laughs> exactly. it's like you came in to their four year relationship. Right. Even though he didn't tell you he was with someone. Mm-hmm. So he was cheating with you. Because ultimately, he's the main character in the story. <laughs> he's the protagonist? Yeah, he's the protagonist, right? <laughs> the antagonist. He's the antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> There's no protagonist in the in story. <laughs> it's one of those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's the antagonist, and he just decided to rope you in to his story. Damn. So, I understand why she feels the way she does. I get it. We're sorry that that mm. happened to you. And hopefully it doesn't turn her off in future relationships. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? About being punished for the sins of others? For the sins of others. Like, Listen, how do you I'm feel not like, Jesus, bro. Like, Don't punish me for the sins of others. Like when your girl gets on edge or, or like she does certain things, like basically she tries to make you a suspect. Mm, like she's automatically paranoid yeah. about anything that you might do because, because of past of experience. A past experience. How do you feel about that? Dude, I totally get it, bro. You have to be understanding of these things because I have my own reservations about women going into relationships too. Mm. I try to, you know, have a clean slate in mind. But I think I've dated so much that I'm paranoid about a lot of things. Mm. Right? And I say I dated a lot. I didn't date a lot. It's just I've gotten to know quite a few women. <laughs> you just Diff- worded it differently. No, 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 no. I haven't dated as in like, this is my girlfriend. I've dated as in like, I've gone on dates. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't dated as in, this is my girlfriend. And I've just one girlfriend after another girlfriend. Yeah, I've had a few girlfriends, but I don't want to say I dated a lot. That sounds yeah, wrong. Yeah. Okay. I've dated... Some I've gone on dates with some women. I've gotten to know them, and there are s- things that I'm automatically turned off by and paranoid about. Okay. Okay. I don't know that I've been cheated on, but I'm a, I'm automatically paranoid about it because of everything, like social media, especially. Mm. Men are done dirty. Men are made to look like you know fools. So there are things that I go into this thing with, like okay. Yeah, I need to be weary of one, two, and three. Whether I know the girl well or not, it's just a first instinct. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Well, I don't like that the thought of being punished for someone else's sin. Absolutely. But I, I'm understanding mm-hmm. of why you're on edge mm-hmm. and why certain things would make you get on edge and, you know, be like, it's a red flag because mm-hmm. maybe that's what you're, the guy that did you wrong did. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So, like, for example, it would be like some guy cheated on you. Mm-hmm. So now any guy you date that has, like, a female friend, for example, you're always going to be on edge about, nah, yeah, that female friend, I can't trust that he has that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So something like that. So I'd understand, yes, why you'd be on edge. Because of what happened. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the fact that you can't move past that yeah. and now be more trusting yeah. of the next person. Give them a fair chance. Exactly. Because someone else got to experience a fair chance with you. But now yeah. the rest of us can't. Like thing is, men ruin things, man. Look, men ruin things for other men. Let's just face <laughs> it. Because I've been on a date where it's like, okay, I'm going to leave my phone on the table face down because I don't want to be distracted by it. Mm. It's not to say that I've got other hoes in my phone that might want my attention. Yeah. It's just that I've got a bad habit of being on my phone too much and I want to ha- I want you to have my full attention now. So I put my phone down. She was like, oh, why are you putting your phone down face down? I don't know what it is. It's like a Twitter mentality that men with their phones face down on the table is a red flag. I don't know what where this yeah. comes from, but women have this mentality. I said, no, I just wanted to make sure that I don't get distracted. You know, as I said, I just want I just want us to talk. I want us to connect because nuance is very important. You know, a look in the eye, yeah. you know, is very important. When you're trying to get to know somebody, you know, you get to read them better when your attention is not divided. I tried to give her all these points as to why my phone's on the table. Now I felt like I was explaining myself, right? Mm. And that, to me, was a complete turnoff. It's like, okay, shit. We just met. We've been texting for a few days now. We've just met. Can we not just... Don't start with the paranoia, bro. Like, yeah. don't, let, don't start there. Another instance is like where a chick has told me... Because I was like, oh, no, I need to go now, right? And she's like, oh, do you have other girls that you need to go see? All right, that was the first time we met again on yeah. the second date. It's like, okay, um, are we, you know, is this where we part ways? You know, she's like, yeah, unfortunately, you're probably gonna go see your other hoes now. That's it's just sad. exhausting. That's like the first time, it's a ha ha. The second time, yeah. it's like, oh come on, man. Now like, it's like, oh, you, Jesus. you actually think that's what I'm gonna do? Yeah, like, man. Like I, you, you starting to make me feel like you really believe that, and it's like, no, you man. definitely know that if you. Get into a relationship there, yeah. it's gonna be an issue. Like, she's always gonna <sighs> assume that there's other women in your life. Like, why would you as a woman even wanna live like that? Why don't you mm. just say, let's just cut our losses because I feel like you're a fuckboy and you cannot be trusted? Like, why don't we just cut our losses? Exactly. Stop wasting each other's time and just, like, y- you cannot live like that in a relationship. Nobody should live like that under constant, firstly, surveillance and fear. Yeah. Nah. Like, there needs to be an established trust. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you have to trust, dare I say it, but blindly. Like, you just you have, have to, to trust you, blindly. You have, you have to, to trust be blindly. like, this person is not going to do me dirty. Damn, man. If they do you dirty, it is unfortunate. Yeah. And that's not your fault. It's that person's wrongdoing. Absolutely. But dude. you need to be able to trust your partner blindly and be like, I trust that they're not... They don't have hoes in their life. Yeah, or yeah. I trust she doesn't have niggas in her life. Like, yeah. Or whatever guy she's talking to, she's talking to him out of pure friendship. Like, it's exactly. nothing sexual. Exactly. And whatever ladies I talk to, she has to trust. It's nothing sexual. Like, yeah. you have to have that blind trust with your partners. You just have to look. It's just, it's not worth being in a relationship 
thinking that your partner is up to no good, man. You you're yeah. gonna you're gonna die young. I promise yeah, you. The stress stressed. is <laughs> gonna finish you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The stress is gonna have you, bro. You are gonna age so badly, <laughs> thinking that ah, this nigga's with her again, dude. Like, no, he was never with her to begin with. But because your mind likes jumping to conclusions, yeah, ah, that's a disease that women have. Eh? It really is. Like, like women. If there's one thing I can tell you, because I know you guys are listening to the show, if there's one thing I can tell you. It's definitely what Vusa said. Give the nigga a fighting chance. Don't just go to the worst case scenario. Yeah. Prepare yourself, but don't live day to day thinking that he could be doing this, this, and this. Like, it's not healthy. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to throw your pH balance off. Kidding. Kidding. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just reminded me now. Okay. The question I wanted to ask was Yeah. I saw this on Twitter. Uh-huh. Is it cheating if. It's always cheating, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you have to ask, it's cheating. <laughs> yeah. Is it cheating if your boyfriend buys another woman a drink at the bar? And is it cheating? Actually, no, not why is it drink. Is it cheating if you, as a boyfriend, buy another woman food? And is it cheating if your girlfriend accepts a drink at the bar from another man? Okay. Are those two things cheating? Let's examine the circumstances, okay? <laughs> Let's s- examine these conditions, okay? I'm buying a woman food. Is it a stranger? Where am I meeting her and why am I buying her dinner? I don't know. Or so. Food? Is it a hobo? I'd buy a hobo. <laughs> okay, let's just say a girl, you know, a friend of yours. A friend of mine. You guys go out to lunch and you don't split the bill. You pay for the whole thing. So now it sort of looks like it was a date of sorts. I don't know. Mm. But either way, you just went to go have lunch with your friend Susie, mm-hmm. whoever, right? And you pay for it. You're just like, yeah, don't worry, I got the check. It's fine. Is that cheating now? Because a lot of women would be aggrieved by this. A, a lot, lot of women of, would be aggrieved by that. A lot of women that. would be like, oh, so you took that bitch out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know. You no, know I, I absolutely like, know what you're saying. But, but for thing you, is, it was like, I was just going to have lunch with a friend. Yeah. Like, we just sat and talked and ate and went home. This is the thing. If I didn't pay for the bill, women would be aggrieved about that too. If that had to get out there somehow that Sizwa doesn't pay bills when he goes out on dates with his female friends it would be like ah oh, he's not a gentleman right see, so you're being aggrieved on two points see, rather avoid the situation like, and don't go why on is it considered a date why is it not just considered me hanging out with my friend well okay a date is obviously in the wrong connotation but it's a yeah. date when you make a date to yeah, meet somebody that, and I have get lunch that. okay like, yeah. okay fine but okay why why are we meeting up without my girlfriend <laughs> And we're two people of the opposite sex. Yes, you can defend yourself okay. by saying, that's my friend, dude. Oh, let's say... Okay, yeah, because maybe that makes it more tricky since it's like yeah. a really arranged thing. Let's just say it's like an on-the-spot thing. Okay, you I go, see you're in the mall. You go to lunch. Yeah. Or, yeah, you go to lunch at work. Mm-hmm. It's your lunch break. Mm-hmm. 
you decide to go to wherever if there's a little cafe outside your work or i don't know right right and another colleague of yours joins you and yeah. when she joins you yeah. then you pay for the lunch you guys just order some sandwiches you buy them both and you sit down and you have this lunch then you go back into the office and you carry on with your working day so you bought her food you did buy another female or woman yeah. food yeah right definitely a woman yeah, yeah woman not female yeah so look man is that cheating Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to rest easy knowing that I did that. I'm probably going to go home that night and say, Hey, babe, you know who I ran into? It's like girl from, I knew from grade seven, you know? And uh, she was outside, you know, I bought her a salad and I went on about my day. We caught up a little bit and then we went on about our day. I'd sleep really easy knowing that happened, especially if I know I don't have any feelings for that female friend of mine. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be too much of a no-brainer if you know yourself and yeah. you know where you stand with that female friend of yours. Yeah. If, on the other hand, there's unfinished business, oh... Yeah, then it's trouble. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, okay. never do anything that you can't go home and tell your girlfriend about. Like, <laughs> That's just the way I see it. And, okay, now your girl accepting a drink at the bar from another guy? Is, that che- is she cheating on you and she does that? Man, thing is, we live in such a sick world. I wouldn't want her to do that because girls get drugged all the time at bars. Like, is it is is it cheating if you're at home playing Fortnite with your homeboys? You go into never girls, me. Your girls went. <laughs> <laughs> your girls went out to girls' night, right? Yeah. And some balling Nigerian dudes. I shouldn't even say Nigerian, just dudes. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. balling dudes in the yeah. VIP section are like, "Yo, you girls, come come into the VIP. You sit with us." And drink with us at our table. So even if your girl doesn't get sloshed, the fact that she went into the VIP and chilled with these niggas. Yeah, but maybe her friends wanted to go sit in the VIP with her. Like, you know, but her you friends went, are single. But she went to go be stalker, basically. It's a, <laughs> is that not cheating? Well, look, if my girl is there just to fit some guy's look in the corner of the bar in the VIP section, I'm not mad at that. Is she going home with this nigga? Is she entertaining his advances? That's a whole other story, bro. Mm. I'm not gonna like look this is the thing your girlfriend's definitely gonna go to the club without you one day yeah and she's definitely gonna have friends that are single around her what is she meant to do is she (laughs) meant to sit away from her friends that she came there with the only people that she knows the only place where she feels safe like what is she supposed to do that's my question is she gonna sit with some Nigerian buff niggas that's fine (laughs) (laughs) go <laughs> yeah, it's Girl a, live, dude. It's it's tough, bro. But you gotta <laughs> believe that your girlfriend's gonna do the right thing. I think it's a slippery slope. Like I understand she didn't cheat, mm-hmm. but I'd feel aggrieved that she did accept the drinks. Because mm. I'd feel like you were opening up the gates for interaction of some guy. That's like how I would feel. I'd be like, so you were willing to be. In the company of some guy, even if you're not gonna do anything, mm-hmm. but like, damn, you know that that's like not cool. Okay, one guy, I understand, but if it's like a group of guys that holler at your friend's group of honeys, then that's a different story. If it's like one guy, it's like it's a bit too personal for my liking. But if it's a group of guys and a group of girls, then it's like okay, you have a whole lot of eyes on you of girls that you know. That are definitely going to judge you. 
and you've got a boyfriend at home what 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 is what is your move if your move is to keep entertaining advances then i can't fuck with you but yeah. thing is how do you how do you even know what's going to happen there bro like i'm going to sleep so nice not knowing that's mm. another thing that's <laughs> like, the thing protect your peace <laughs> <laughs> protect your peace bro like yeah yeah it's just like i mean could, what you, would you could you date a girl that goes to the club let's say if you're single Today we flipped script. Caesar is the one that's hypothetically single, <laughs> right? Man, so, why are you making me the single? I've been the single <laughs> one for too long, man. <laughs> right, so yeah. You, would you be able to date a lady that goes clubbing every weekend and you are not there? Maybe you join her like once a month, but most you're not ready into going to the club. So, but you have this girl like she loves it. She loves the club scene. So every weekend she is out with her girls. Nah. Couldn't do it, man. Could never be me. I could never date a chick that. Nah, nah, was it nah, bro? I'm a homebody. Yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, insist that my lady shouldn't go out. If I want to go out with her, I will. If she wants to go out by herself. She can do that. But all the time, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's the thing. You cannot. Say that necessarily because women, you can't control a woman and you can't have control over their bodies and what they do, where they choose to be. But I couldn't date a girl like that. Mm. I could not date a girl like that. I know my honey likes being home, but I know that she likes to groove as well. So it's about balance. Yeah, it's definitely about balance. So we'll just have to we'll just have to see. And like my girl doesn't necessarily go to like clubs often. She likes chilling with her friends, and yeah. that's a, a space that I feel like I could go there often. Yeah, but it's not like oh, imagine Cubana every week. Yeah, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. How about you, man? And I couldn't do it. Never. No, nah. I could never do it. Like, like stay home. Like. <laughs> Like Firstly, cut. I'm too broke to be going out all the time. Where do you get the money to be out every weekend, bro? Mm, Where yeah. do you get that money? Is those Nigerian niggas that are sponsoring <laughs> this lifestyle of yours? <laughs> that VIP section is dangerous, man. Yeah, so that VIP section is your second home. That's nastiness, yeah. bro. Yeah, I could never do I it. I could never do it. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know this is the point where women are not going back. Y'all are insecure. Like, uh, uh, all right. And then yeah so yeah, yeah yeah so so what look <laughs> every guy is insecure when it comes to certain things exactly okay if you're insecure just about a nigga looking your girl's way that's yeah look man your girlfriend's beautiful niggas time. are gonna look at her <laughs> yeah you're gonna have a really tough time but if you're insecure about her being in the company of men. All the time without you around, and they're sponsoring a lifestyle that she cannot afford and that you cannot afford. Mm. Yes, there's gonna be some male mm, yeah, ego yeah. coming into play, being like, okay, what is this nigga giving my girl that I can't give her? Exactly. That's ridiculous. Of course, I'm gonna feel, you know, some type of way about that. Of course. Mm. Yeah. It depends on who you are as a gent, bro. Like your 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 security is never a hundred percent. I don't care who yeah, you are. There's nobody in the world that is one hundred percent secure. Fam, Will Smith I, lost I, his girl <laughs> to fucking August Alcina, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Understand me. I, I, it's funny you say this because I saw a tweet yeah. the other day about some lady. Could have even been a guy. Like, yeah. there was a lady that tweeted this. I'm saying, even if a guy tweeted it, I still would have been like, you are lying. They were like yeah. saying, like, 
they they have such a high self esteem nothing bothers them like, ah, and nonsense. i was like you are lying it's not like this is straight cap like you can't tell me that my self esteem it's so high that not, it doesn't matter what anybody says to me like nah. ah, it doesn't but i was like this is a lie you're putting yeah. on a show for twitter absolutely because i know for facts that i could say some shit to you and go home and cry into your pillow it's true like, and i don't even know you but <laughs> i can just come and start roasting you to that point <laughs> so i'm like i definitely know that there's people that know you personally that can hurt you mm. yeah, i don't care how high you're saying the mm. self-esteem of yours is stop mm. capping stop lying it's okay to be vulnerable mm. i think it fits in with this whole social media thing of being a savage Mm. Like I've got no emotions. Like no, yeah. you have a yeah. heart, nigga. <laughs> like, exactly. Be, exactly. Don't be afraid to feel. It's okay to feel. Yeah. Why is it cool to not show emotion? Why is it cool to be st- so stoic and so stone faced and so like? Why is that cool? I have no idea, man. Cause actually, straight guys, straight girls don't like that. Surprise, surprise. They want you to be sensitive. They want you to show some emotion. Yeah, like that's a fact. Any woman will tell you that that's what they want. They want a nigga with some emotions, that and like, that can show that. I don't know, man. People out there need to stop putting on this front of being like I can be unmoved by anything. Like you know, <sighs> stop lying. It's nastiness. Like I'm sure if someone just tells you your tweet is stupid, you're gonna feel that. Something as simple as that, you're gonna feel it. So <laughs> stop acting like you're this iron mountain. Man, like, like when people there. start talking shit about Man United, I feel touched immediately. Yeah, man. I if I see one tweet about Liverpool and something bad, I'm like, it damn. It triggers you. Damn, yeah, man. dude. It's like everybody has a breaking point, man. <laughs> and this is the thing with women who who this is the thing with your girl. Your girl has a breaking point too. All these weeks of her going out without you, you know, being yeah. treated to a life that you're not treating to, uh, treating her at home. There's going to be a breaking point. It's like, why am I still with this nigga when I could be living like this full time? Mm, facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. Let it. I want these niggas to know that their lives aren't just dandy yeah, with man. their ladies. Like, you need to hold on to her, man. And you need to do what it takes to hold on to her. If that means forbidding her, and I hate to use the word forbid, <laughs> but if that means forbidding her from going out on certain weekends... Then that's exactly what you had to do, nigga. Put your foot down, bro. Yeah. I saw there was a post from some show called 90 Day Marriage or whatever. Yeah. So, and the guy like, so he was marrying some white lady, some Nigerian guy. Mm-hmm. And then in the vows, they're like, to cherish and obey him. So they're like, you know, to like love and whatever. Yeah, him, yeah. The lady repeats the guy. Yeah. Then like, to cherish and obey him. And then she's like, obey. to cherish him. Then she's like, obey? Like... So I asked Addie jokingly, I was like, baby, when we get married, you know, obey me. And then she was also <laughs> like, hmm? And I'm like, yeah, are you going to obey me? And then she was like, hmm? I was like, you heard me. She was like, I ring this guy. I'm like, are you going to obey me? Like, when I tell you to jump, are you going to say how high? And then oh, she was shit. like, no. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> but then ultimately she was like, no, but she'll obviously have that respect for me mm-hmm. as her man. And, you know, mm-hmm. if I need something, she's got it and all that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. But then, like, where, where is the male version of that? Like, I think it's just a traditional thing that, you know, women have to show a certain 
not fear in that you're afraid, but fear as in respect. You know what I mean? To show a certain fear for your for your man. I think it goes back down to that thing of <laughs> it's a very toxic mentality. Yeah. But where people say like a man needs to love his woman and a woman just needs to respect the man. Like where they say men don't need love. Men just need respect. <laughs> and, and it's very toxic. That's ridiculous, it's very toxic. Man. Yeah. But sometimes I think about that. Yeah. And like there's days like where maybe if I'm fighting with my girl. Hoodie for Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm in my hoodie mode, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I'm fighting with my girl. And the last thing on my mind is love. It's like, I just need to respect me in the situation. That's yeah. what I tell myself. Yeah. Mental, like, the last thing my mind is thinking about is loving yeah. and t- yeah. tender, loving care. I'm just thinking, like, right now I need you to respect me and respect what I'm saying. That's, like, what goes through my mind. And mm. then I think about that saying where they're like, men just want respect. They don't necessarily need love, which is not true. We do need love. Yeah, but everybody needs love. I do think it is some. I do think relationships tend to somewhat form like that, mm. without us actively doing it. They do tend to form like that, where you see, the man is doing, he loves his woman, mm-hmm. and the woman respects her man. I think it just somewhat forms like that because of the way society is breeding us and training us to conform. But is. Yeah, that's a very broad topic, bro. That could go anywhere. Like, how do you how do you love and not respect? Yeah, isn't respect like a part a part of it? Yeah, it's a component of. It's a component of. So you're you're saying, well, this this idea is saying that we don't necessarily need all those other components. The main one that we need is respect. That's or to be respected. That's like what how the saying is but like i said it's a very toxic mentality no it is yeah no but i feel you (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing i can tell you this most men will hear that and they'll agree that it's toxic but at the same time there's that little bit of us that's like i understand though like Mm, mm. (laughs) there's something innate in us that is like we do want respect from our partners i'm gonna be real my partner doesn't respect me now (laughs) (laughs) But boy, does she love me. <laughs> no, man. You know, like, there's some things that happen in a relationship where you feel genuinely disrespected. Right. It's like, oh, man, if you could only bring back corporal punishment. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> no cap, it'd be like that. There's times where you're like, damn, you don't yes. respect me, yes. but you love me. But you're like, yeah. oh, where's the respect? Yeah, where's the respect, man? You do feel like that sometimes. It's like, answer me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, there is just an innate toxicity that we carry as men, bro. And there's really, it's not conscious. That's the thing. Mm. It's like, I just want you to hear what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, listen to me. And they they, they have a way of Cause it's like, making you feel this small, bro, when like, they do I it. I could, like, brush you off. Yeah. Like, when we're arguing, like, I could, like, respond to one out of your four points. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you do the same to me, and I'm like, Respond when I talk to you Like yeah, no, oh, resp- I, oh. I, t- I gave you points Respond to all of them So you basically <laughs> like, uh, That's all you heard? That, that's all you heard huh? like, <laughs> like, That's how we are as men yeah, That yeah. innate Like weird toxicness Of yeah. respect Yeah Like where we want to feel Like we are respected And we're not justifying it ladies yeah. Just because it's innate Does not mean that we're justifying it It's just that 
maybe it would go further if you understood where our minds are, you know, because yeah. it's not a coincidence that Vusin and I have the same experiences and feel the same way about this thing. But we're still at least trying to make it better. You know, yeah, we're, we're not true. doing it and using it as an excuse for bad behavior or toxic behavior. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that's just something that we tend to do at times. Then you got to like snap out of it immediately yeah. and be like, okay, how do we work this out in, in, in an amicable manner without that's... anybody getting punched in the throat? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you really need to do, bro. It's like, yeah, okay, we're not going to get angry about this. Let's try to yeah. sort this out as two adults without the, you know, childish shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, where do you want to go from here, man? I, I'm good. I'm all out, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm all out. You gave him a good, good ninety minutes. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Man. Any so, shout outs? Um. Yeah, man. Like, like always. <coughs> shout out to everybody that's been listening to the podcast. You guys are really keeping us. It keeps us going. You know, when we get these comments, you know, about people. And how their days are affected by listening to our podcast. It makes me feel good. Gives it really does. Endorphins. Gives me the endorphins. <laughs> you know, more so than the Twitter likes and stuff. You know, when people yeah. say like, yeah, I listened to this podcast and I agree with what you said here. And I'm glad that you said it and needed to be said. Those types of things make me happy. It's like, yeah, thank you, man. Like, shit. I'm, I think I'm going to do another podcast next week. You know? Yeah. It, it definitely keeps the fire burning, keeps the fuel pumping. Um, so thank you guys. Um, we're on 65, you know, Ooh. our hundredth episode is going to be a big one. Um, and yeah, just continue liking, sharing, um, you know, reacting, reviewing the podcast because, you know, you guys could be part of this being a really big thing, not just for us, but for podcasting in this country. So yeah, that's, that's all I have to say on that subject. And a uh, shout out to my aunt, who's going through a difficult time. She lost her, her partner, so she had a cleansing ceremony yesterday. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there because of all the work I had to do. Shout out to my mom and sister who are still there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. All right. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, condolences to the family. Yeah, thanks, man. Say, man. Peace, strength, love to your aunt and all your family. Absolutely. And yeah, like Caesar said, shout out to you guys. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, shout out to Addy. Shout out to Caesar's partner. Shout yeah. out to our co-host Allison. And yeah, thank you to everybody. Shout out to the podcast community as a whole. We love you guys. Be safe out there. Spread some love and positivity. We are out. Bye.